This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. Hey folks, hope you had a couple good weeks since we've heard from you last. Uh, No crazy long updates on my end. This whole episode is essentially an update from the brewery, from John, from Bill, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to keep this short because uh, we're leaving for our brewery to brewery bike trip early tomorrow morning. So I, I got to get some rest before this 37 day adventure. So enjoy the episode, enjoy the update, and you'll have all the uh, news and updates for the brewery to look forward to from this episode. So the, all that will be coming soon. Oh, and, and also Bill's mic wasn't working for like the first minute of the interview, so yeah, that passes really quickly, but you'll hear that right at the beginning. Welcome to today's Without Compromise episode. It's a little different. We've got three mics going, so we'll see how it goes. Never done this, uh, but I got Bill and John uh, to give a brewery update. I'm at the Connecticut Brewery, um, and we're leaving for a big trip tomorrow, so uh yeah, just just wanted to do an update. So, Bill, John, welcome to the show, and uh, yeah. Hello, thank you. Hello, what are you drinking over there, Mason? I'm actually not drinking uh, anything right now. Uh, what are you drinking, Bill? I'm drinking uh, Dave's Grudziki, which is one of our pilot taproom offerings. Definitely on the obscure range, but it's a uh, smoked wheat beer. Right, John? Indeed. Definitely tastes like a campfire. <laughs> is that a good campfire? Yeah, if you pair this with the right foods, it's really fun. Um, I've heard caramel ice cream from a friend goes really well, but uh, there's it's a really fun beer and just a great example of things our brewing team is messing around with and the constant innovation out of here. Oh, that sounds awesome. What about you, John? Have you have you also heard good things about that one? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's super unique. It's a really old style that is made mostly with smoked wheat malt. Um, it's a hundred percent wheat beer, so that's a challenge unto itself making a hundred percent wheat beer, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's delicate for what it is. It's, it's robust, but it's balanced and refreshing. It's a, a, a fun culinary beer. Gosh, I'm looking forward to trying that still. Um, we, we, I, I don't live near the brewery, so I don't get to try a lot of these until I'm here. And I, I haven't been here since I think December was the last time I was physically in the brewery and it looks so different then. Um, and obviously so much has happened with the company and with the world since then. Do y'all want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what the last six, seven months has been like from your perspective with everything going on and, and, and how, you know, we've been dealing with it as a company and what it's, what, it, what it's just been like for the two of you. I mean, I think John and I expect crazy most mornings when we walk in, but uh, this year has been particularly interesting. Um, Yeah, we closed on the San Diego Brewery March 9th, and as everyone knows, COVID really seemed to get most serious, like March 11th and 12th. And so um, it it was an interesting time to be um, closing on, like our by far our biggest expenditure we'd ever pondered as a small growing company. Um, but we couldn't be prouder of our team and I'm sure 
I'm sure John would echo that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is that that we can attribute the success, because I think it has been a success. So what we can attribute that to is the foresight and the planning that went into it and the training that our team did and, you know, working with new people and building the team out there. So just the the planning that went into it kind of aided in the success, especially in this really hard time. Yeah, as a peek behind the curtain, I mean, our our team out there is knocking down incredible projects every day. Um, that might be taking down 35-foot-high walls, cutting holes in the ceiling to lift in new tanks. Um, and it, it changes shape every day, but it, it's super incredible. Um, our canning line in San Diego is about 10 times as fast. Uh, it's a 5,000-square-foot footprint um, Crohn's canning line that it actually arrived at the port of Los Angeles. Um, well, it shipped February 29th and arrived at the end of March, which somehow uh, it got all installed on time. Um, so we've been super fortunate about how great our team's been on the ground out there. Jeez. C- can you guys speak at all to um, just just pushing forward with times like these? It seems like a lot of companies do get started uh in kind of strange times or bad times, a lot, a lot of really well-known companies have, in fact, started during re- recessions or depressions. And, you know, was there any conscious effort behind that? And can you just talk us through, like, what, what it was really like having to do all that in the midst of so much uncertainty? Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I thought that we already did well, but that we were forced to do even better was communicate, especially when we built that brewery three, you know, 3000 miles away, you know, forces you to really dial in how you communicate and communicate efficiently, um, so that people can get about their day in a productive manner and, you know, tackle the goals. Yeah. It, uh, reminds me of, uh, Andy Grove, the longtime CEO of Intel. I mean, crises, uh, I forget the exact quote I'm paraphrasing, but crises destroy some companies some companies survive and some companies improve during uh crises and we definitely all looked at it as a chance to communicate be really transparent and stick to our mission but support our community and really try to get better during this time period and it we did double down on a lot of things in our community and our mission to um there, there are a lot of people pulling back and going into shells, and rightfully so. And we decided we wanted to double our efforts and um, really get out there and help any way we could. Absolutely. Well, so far it seems to be working because uh, things are cranking around here. A lot of moving parts. You might hear some stuff in the background. You know, with kind of the really relatively quick growth of uh, that we've experienced, do you guys ever look at each other you know, from across the table or across the room or, or, or talk and just say, you know, can you believe all this is happening? <laughs> like pinch yourself and just be mesmerized by it. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Every day. We have uh, 12 300 barrel tanks and two 200 barrel tanks arriving in San Diego in a couple of weeks. Um, we've gotten quite a few laughs out of that with how much trouble we had raising raising money to build this first brewery as well um but we have an awesome team and we have 100 percent confidence going into that um but yeah john and i have a lot of 
Friday night conversations or conversations in downtime where we definitely pinch ourselves. So, so, so does it feel like a natural progression, you know, just a trajectory of like, this is what we were planning on, or does it seem to just take huge leaps and bounds all at once? And, uh, you know, are you surprised by that? I think for me, it, I don't know, it feels natural. It feels like it was intentional and like this is what we were planning the entire time. But I think that's only because of the people that we have around us that are doing it with us. Um, they make it seem natural and not effortless, of course, but, you know, smooth for what it's worth. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, we're all, we've all always definitely been having fun and we enjoy working together and tackling problems together internally. So it's not like we're stressed out about the size of our company. Um, it still feels like we're a team of 10 people that's super close knit and we are, um, even though we're much bigger now. But uh, the things that really always stress us out are not being able to get beer to our community and not being able to make enough beer or not being able to get it on time for special occasions and stuff. And so we're really happy to be able to service our community better than we ever have been. Um, and we're having a lot of fun doing that for sure. Oh, uh, you know that I know that makes some people out there happy. So what, speaking of that, can, is there anything you can share around, you know, maybe what folks should be expecting moving forward with availability of different beers, uh, you know, once things go back to whatever normal is. Um, I think one thing will be a largely more predictable calendar and that's, you know, we can attribute that to the team and the sales and Rosalie and marketing just, you know, kind of helping us solidify what our calendar is going to look like. So a stable flagship seasonal and limited calendar that should be somewhat predictable, a lot more inventory, also a lot more variety, hopefully coming to e-commerce platform. Um, and now, yeah, we're going to have pilot stuff coming out of Connecticut and also out of California. So we're going to have two pilot systems producing some fun and unique stuff on a daily basis. So that's super exciting. John, I know I've been talking to a lot of people on Instagram, Twitter, and everything the past few weeks about the Raspberry Goes and Pan Mass beers. I'd love to talk more about like what went into the Raspberry Goes and how that came about. Yeah, people have been really, really loving that one. No, that's, that's one of my favorites, especially in the summer. My mother, too, even. Awesome. She, yeah. Um, but the, uh, raspberry goza, basically we had our goza, the downwinder, which everybody was really enjoying. And it came, it was, a uh, Kevin Henschel, our brewery manager out West who said that he'd like to add fruit to it. And we said, okay. And so he, uh, he and Russ got really messy one day, added a bunch of raspberries to it in the pilot system. And it turned out that we liked it a lot. And so that's kind of where that was born. So that was a natural progression and you know, big thanks to Kevin. And since that, we decided that we're pretty big fans of fruit. So we have a lot more fruit stuff coming out. Yeah. You know, Trevor's got the Blackberry Berliner Weiss and then Trevor also made the Rattler. Um, so that's fun. So playing with different fruits. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the, the, yeah. Calling yeah. it the fruit stand series. Yeah kind of break those out as a separate series and so we're hoping to do those in bigger volume too oh that that's that's super exciting to have more of those to look forward to and, and i can't you know speak enough towards what i saw about the the pan mass challenge closer by the mile ipa people people seem to really 
Love that one. I will say, too, uh, before we talk about the actual beer, I mean, that was, and people definitely heard it on Billy Starr's episode of the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you haven't heard that, it's amazing. And he conveys a lot of the excitement we heard when uh, we were all at the Pan Mass in person last year. And it is, I think there were supposed to be 7,000 riders this year, but there's so much energy behind this awesome charity. And we just wanted to be more involved and do our part. And um, so that's where the beer came about, where we're donating all proceeds to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Pan Mass Challenge of this beer. And it was just because it's such an awesome charity and great cause. But, uh, yeah, people are going nuts for the beer, for sure, yeah. including our team. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the beer was, um, we worked with David closely on it. I'm just trying to figure out what Massachusetts wanted and what the people of the Pan Mass Challenge wanted. Um, and so we decided that a kind of softer malt bill would be really nice. And then we decided to play with a bunch of new trial hops. So that's where we're getting a ton of flavor and aroma and, you know, it's assertive and aggressive and juicy and it's really fun. Well, y'all nailed it because people, people loved it. And uh, I, I don't think folks would even mind if that was in the, uh, the regular lineup moving forward, honestly. We do have, we're going to package 80 more barrels of it in the next couple of days. So we'll have some on e-commerce and then some going out to the market. I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that, but. Yeah, I can cut it. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, I'll encourage me, people to listen to the podcast. Really. Let me we just, drop some. Let me just share John's email so he can field those inquiries. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be on e-commerce and in stores throughout Massachusetts in the upcoming days. And right now, Freeway is probably the most available it's ever been in stores throughout New England. And uh, there's a e-commerce drop last night i believe and there's gonna be another one coming soon there as well y'all hear that you need to check out without compromise because we're dropping some serious brewery news on here baby freeway release coming up soon that's exciting people are going to be stoked about that and and speaking you know towards the larger industry as a whole we saw that budweiser released their non-alcoholic beer uh recently pretty big push uh some big celebrity names behind it what was y'all's initial reaction uh, when you saw that news so, I mean, Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch are obviously incredible American beer brands with huge legacies and massive followings in our company, in our country. Really as so we like to think when Athletic Brewing launched, we reimagined and reinvented this sleepy category that had been dormant for 30 years. Even though there were offerings out there, they weren't really modern offerings and people weren't talking about non-alcoholic beer in the modern way where it appears to healthy modern active lifestyles and is a positive thing rather than this penalty box people had been forced into for so long with non-alcoholic beer um so it probably sounds counterintuitive that like people would mostly think oh anheuser-busch or heineken coming into our category would be competition we actually welcome them with open arms. As long as they're talking about the category the right way in a positive, aspirational way, which they are. I mean, they're adopting a lot of our talking points, which is a huge honor and validation to what we've been doing the past few years, um, even using some of our slogans. But uh, um, it's it's an honor, and it'll help us build this category to what we want it to be, where we can have real positive impact 
on people's health, the social acceptance of moderation and sobriety. And all these words had so much stigma attached to them because of how those companies had been marketing these products in the past. And we want sobriety to be celebrated. We want moderation and health to be celebrated. And we're out there to have a positive impact. And we welcome them to the category. And I think it's great. If there's a if there's a good macro non-alcoholic lager out there, that's going to help build the category. And so we welcome it on the shelves next to us. And so, I mean, if every non-alcoholic shelf looked green, blue, yellow, and silver being Heineken, Run Wild, Upside Dawn, Silver for Bud Zero. I mean, that's a great shelf for a grocery store. And like, we're happy to build this category with them next to us. What was the reaction on the uh, the brewing team side of things, John? Um, it was, you know, nothing nothing bad. I, It's good. It's a great product. It kind of follows their flavor profile. And you know, I'm just glad that, some, you know, they're taking the care to do it well yeah they're they're doing it well versus i think you've said this before bill doing it because they have to making non-alcoholic beer because they have to for the former customers who can't drink for whatever reason now yeah i mean the biggest part of our mission was to elevate non-alcoholic beer to a great tasting drinkable category that wasn't just a sleepy dusty bottle in the back of any cooler and so we've, I think we've achieved a lot of that. Non-alcoholic beer is the fastest growing category in beer. And it's, it broke out of a 20 year stagnant trend. Um, we like to think athletic and our awesome community is leading that charge. And we're, we want that community to be as inclusive as possible. And so if they're introducing a value macro brand to help support the rest of the category, uh, we're happy to offer our craft beers next to it. Well, we're, I believe we're well on our way to doing just that. And, um, you know, speaking of that, what, what can you guys share openly, uh, uh some of the goals for the, the rest of this year and, and next year with athletic, despite what may happen in the outside world, what, what, what's some of the hopes and, and things you're planning on, uh, for the company? I mean, on the community side, um, our biggest goal is to continue to grow our impact program. I mean, between our impact program and two for the trails, we've donated over $250,000 year to date. And so our company, the more our company grows, the bigger impact we're going to be able to have. And that's really our driving force. Um, can can but, you talk about what the impact program is for, for people? Cause I don't know if it's on the website or anything. I don't know. Yeah, for like, sure. What does it do? Yep. It's uh so, from the start, we've donated 2% of all sales to trail and park cleanups nationally. That could be anything from remote main Hudson trails. We made a big donation to keep them open last year, all the way to urban parks and the densest urban areas. And we've, we make tons of small donations and then bigger partnerships also. And most of those recommendations are from our community. Um, but athletic brewing in 2020 will, is on track to, donate 4% of what the entire U.S. government is out to do in trail and park cleanup. So we are super proud of that part of our impact, making, like, trying to preserve the world for generations to come and doing our part. Um, and then the other part of our impact program has really grown this year just in response to our team and caring and listening to our community. Uh, our community has really wanted to contribute during this tumultuous year and we've grown our impact program to listen to that um the first was we donated 10 percent of all sales to the national restaurant association 
restaurant relief fund um, that went directly to furloughed or laid off restaurant employees in April and May. We donated over a hundred thousand dollars um, to that through that mechanism, and then at the end of May, June, we decided to pivot that program um, to support the injustice in the world and the values we stand for, um, supporting opportunity from the ground up to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and we chose five organizations that we wanted to start with $10,000 donations each, and then we'd support in time and money to help those donations, or those organizations, and then we'd continue to support them in years ahead and grow those relationships and maybe pick new causes, maybe build with the same partners, depending on the impact they have. We've actually already grown that to seven causes, and it looks like it's going to an eighth this week. So we're really proud of the growth of that program. And um, we've done a lot of other stuff, too. Uh, John and I participated in raising money for the Vermont Adaptive Team, um, helping people with disabilities get outside. We did a dollar-per-mile challenge with our team that uh, John and I misestimated in our model. Uh, We have some teammates who crank a lot of miles. We did... uh, (laughs) eight thousand dollar contribution with our team putting up eight thousand miles over that period so it was pretty cool but yeah i mean that impact does not happen without our community so thank you to our community for sharing and helping us achieve those goals um wow how about you john how about your side of things um i think that getting you know getting more product out in the world and trying to play with new areas like draft are going to be fun and important mm-hmm. for the team doing some creative brand development you know might be a low calorie it might be low carb it might be you know flavors spices anything just trying to you know build a creative front here and then i think also as we get better at what we do trying to focus on sustainability within the brewing facilities and you know, making sure we're making all the efforts to be as green as possible and have, you know, as little impact as we can on the environment with that kind of working on the B Corp project. So I think that's, those are big. We are cooking up a big solar panel project also that we're pretty excited about. Oh, wow. More Um, more news to come on that then, I guess. Yeah. And then um, also on the community front too, um, really it's a, uh, Mason's obviously departing on the coast to coast bike ride tomorrow, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, but on the community front too, we've really just missed being out in the world with our community. I mean, our whole company was built on like being out in the world, doing trail, trail and park cleanups together, being at race finish lines together. And I mean, our company was at the finish lines of over 150 races last year and about 70 the year before. And it's really hard to not have those celebratory and active moments where we're all achieving our goals. So we're excited to be getting back out in the world with a, with our community as well. Yeah, it, it is tough when so much of our success and just the, the trust came from doing the tastings and being able to talk with people, talk them through this new idea of non-alcoholic beer. Um, but better times are ahead and how much more will we appreciate it uh, when we get to return back to it? Oh, for sure. So I do want to flip the mics on Mason a little bit. I've got uh, something big kicking off tomorrow that I know we announced to the world on Instagram yesterday, but Mason's been cooking up this coast-to-coast bike ride ever since uh, 
mentioned in passing at the holiday party last year. And then it's really just kind of like everything in our company does steamrolled, but would love to hear more, more details about what you're setting out on. Well, I was hoping y'all would talk about it. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's uh, yeah, like, like Bill said, we were at a company party in the holidays. You know, that's, that's the first time I actually, no, second time I'd been to the brewery and, that's the thing I tell I tell people all the time, especially ambassadors. If you you know be careful what your ideas you start throwing out around here because we're crazy enough to start chasing them. I mean, <laughs> we're we're built on the foundation of non-alcoholic beer. You know, we're not afraid to go do something uh, that's not conventional. So this idea to to bike between each two from one brewery to the other came up, and uh, we've been planning it ever since. It definitely feels. Um, Similar to like a lot of other steps we've taken, like, okay, you know, we've planned it to this point. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but we're going to go and we're going to go and make it happen. And uh, yeah, bike from one to the other. It sounds right up our alley in a lot of ways, honestly. I don't know. How does it feel to you guys? I Yeah, I think it, it's totally fitting. And it's it's funny to not be surprised by it all. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's Tuesday or... There goes Judd on his bike. Yeah, I mean, how many people do you have biking this? Essentially 10 people, coast to coast, 3,000 miles, about 300 miles per person, one rider at a time to do a segment. Um, and that, and it's people from our community, employees and a few ambassadors. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of the perfect trip to do right now because it's it's just two people out there a driver a van driver and a, and a cyclist and it's very safe it's 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 you can really you know make it happen despite you know everything going on and it's going to be beautiful and challenging and um we'll see what it leads to what other kind of ideas come out of it but instead of like we said on instagram cutting a ribbon or, or doing some you know celebratory party at the brewery why not do something why not do something in an athletic brewing way? And uh, that's that's what came out of this. A journey, very unconventional and, and crazy journey. So yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, it's it's got some amazing symbolism. Um, we're literally doing a tap handle relay like a baton of just teammates and ambassadors and kind of signifies our community asking us to travel to cover the country and that's exactly what we're doing in a number of ways here by opening that san diego brewery so yeah uh super excited to see everyone along the way and celebrate on the other side um but we'll have the website up for that this weekend also probably perfect yep and you'll be able to follow that on on social media we'll be posting about it but uh bill john this has been a great little update uh thank you for the time is there anything parting words you want to share with the community about i mean anything <laughs> up to you no no thank you yeah thank you so much for growing with us we've uh we're trying our best and are super appreciative of everyone in our community um and yeah stay safe and active out there absolutely uh, yeah well thank you guys for joining congratulations and i look forward to continuing to grow thanks Indeed. mason be safe out there thank you see yeah see you at the grand canyon <laughs> okay <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill and John, for the updates. Some incredibly exciting stuff going on around here. And uh, like I said before, 
We are leaving for our brewery to brewery bike tour tomorrow. So it's going to be around 40 days of adventure. Follow along uh, on Instagram, Facebook, our website, all that. And as well as uh, follow along in all those same places for updates about our new beers coming out and new releases. 